your Catholic drive time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic drive time. Now, here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed. And inspired, I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. It is Tuesday, May the 3rd, 2022. Are women's reproductive rights under fire? Well, let's start with what is a woman? How about that? Hmm? Roe v. Wade about to be overturned. Leaked decision by Justice Alito last night has just set the world on its edge, it's, uh, there's already people demonstrating in front of the Supreme Court. Who knows what's going to happen, but we're going to conversate about it coming up at 15 past the hour with my good friend Mark Houck from the King's Men Apostolate. It's good news, praise be to God, but it's risky, too, so we're going to jump into that today on the show. Also coming up at 35 past the hour, Robert Spencer from Jihad Watch has a brand new book releasing today, as a matter of fact, called The Critical Quran. And it's actually a, a translation of the Quran in addition to some uh, commentary. And so we're going to have a conversation with Robert Spencer about this book and what's different about his translation versus the traditional translations of the Quran. All of that coming up at 35 past the hour. Uh, new bill uh, out in Rhode Island wants to double taxes for parents who refuse to get the COVID jab. Could you imagine living in Rhode Island, having a conscience there and saying, I can't get this for X, Y, or Z, and you have to now pay double your taxes? Well, there's a new bill that's uh, trying to make that happen there. 65% of Hispanic voters say they support temporary closing the border. That's interesting. Amazon is going to be paying for abortion for their employees. Okay. And then uh, there's also a whole lot of other Supreme Court news coming down the pike, too. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Good morning, Joe. Nothing going on today. Oh, no, it's just a slow news day. Actually, slow it news. was last night when I was compiling the news. And then my wife came into the room and she said, did you see what Did you see what Politico reported? And I said, what? Yeah. She said, Roe versus Wade, it's going to get overturned. Yeah. I said, what? And I looked in there, and sure enough, this is a leaked document. And I, I, I hope that this leak, I don't know what the history is of documents like these. These not, arguments, it's, they it, hardly ever come out. I yeah, think. it's not a thing. So this is this is pretty big. I wonder what the strategy is and who did it and well, for what reason. Whoever's so. well, you'll know who did it because you'll find them hanging from a from from the precipice or something <laughs> later today. I'm sure it's right. going to be very interesting to say the least. Now, but we we kind of we knew that this was going to happen. Like everybody was saying, it's going to be overturned. I think we have this this notion, this feeling that it's going to happen. I just I I want that to be confirmed. I want I, that to course, be real. Of course. Now <laughs> I don't want to be disappointed anymore. Right. So we're going to be <laughs> jumping into this story in a big way at 15 past the hour. Don't forget about the Agard Watch giveaway. By the way, I think it's like 160 entries so far. You can find information on our website grnonline.com forward slash cdt. Good morning to you, Adrian Fonseca. You need a good watch. Good morning. Howdy, howdy. Praise be to God. Am I eligible to win? Uh, no, but do well. you, you do need a good watch, nonetheless. Let's what? Show me your watch. Let oh. me see your watch. Well, I wear an Apple watch. An Apple? Yep. Hmm. It keeps uh, track of okay. my calories. 
Well, now and we know. So that's what I use. And track of everything. Now else. we know. And track, yeah, honestly. <laughs> I like take it off to go to confession. I don't, I don't trust the thing. Speaking of which, we're having an interview with a gentleman uh, that we're going to play tomorrow who's going to tell us why your Apple Watch is probably the uh, going to be the cause of your demise. Mm-hmm. It probably is. How it's giving all of your personal information over to Big Brother. Yeah, it definitely is. There's like no <laughs> chance that it's not. But uh, there you go, folks. I mean, literally, it's your phones, too. On top of everything else, but yeah. it's pretty pretty horrible. But yeah, praise be to God, it is. It it's is. still good to be here, nonetheless. Nonetheless, nonetheless, it's still good to be praise here. Praise be to God. I'm super excited about this whole Roe v. Wade thing. Mm-hmm. I think we need to, uh, whatever we were doing, we need to ramp up our prayer, uh, go out to public square rosary rallies. We need to take up public space because they're going to try to intimidate the court and try to show that oh, see, everybody in the whole country is mm-hmm. against this decision. Mm-hmm. So we have to speak out. We have to be bold and remember in the word of Don Juan of Austria, there is no paradise for cowards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, in the uh, the 98-page opinion of Justice Alito, the, the drafted opinion that got leaked, he actually does address the public pressure on the Supreme Court. He says, we must ignore it. Uh, we don't want to know what it is, and even if we did, it cannot change our decision. We must make the right decision for the right reasons. So we're going to be conversating about that with Mark Houck from the Kingsman Apostolate. Uh, coming up at 15 past. Let's jump in. Let's pray. We have a lot to get to today. Do us a favor and share us with a friend. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your news with Rudy Carlos. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Drive Time. Today is Tuesday, May 3rd, and these are your headlines. Military.com reports push to arm Ukraine, putting strain on U.S. weapons stockpile. In the past, the U.S. already had provided about 7,000 Javelin missiles, including some that were delivered during the Trump administration. That was about one-third of the stockpile to Ukraine, according to a military analyst. The Biden administration says it has also given about 5,500 to Ukraine since the Russian invasion more than two months ago. The Russian invasion offers the U.S. and European defense industry a big opportunity to bolster profits as lawmakers from Washington to Warsaw are in position to increase defense spending in response to Russian aggression. However, they face the same supply chain and labor shortage challenges that other manufacturers are facing, along with some that are specific to the industry. The Daily Wire reports Planned Parenthood and other pro-abortion groups to spend $150 million on midterms. Planned Parenthood, Action Fund, along with NARAL, Pro-Choice America, and EMILY's List are targeting their political funding into paid ads and other initiatives across nine states, including Georgia, Nevada, Arizona, Michigan, Pennsylvania, New Hampshire, California, Kansas, and Wisconsin. Six of the nine states include competitive Senate races, according to Politico. Breitbart News reports food shortages surge to record high, food price inflation second highest ever. The supply of food around the globe saw a sharp uptick in disruption, survey data from the S&P Global indicated on Monday. Transport capacity remains the most severely affected, with reports of lack of logistical capacity nearly 32 times above the normal level, as vessel shortages and port congestion continue to disrupt the supply of materials. At the same time, while price pressures eased, firms reported that freight costs were rising at 11 times the normal speed. Reuters reports U.S. Supreme Court backs Christian group in Boston flag flap. 
Boston violated the free speech rights of a Christian group by refusing to fly a flag bearing the image of a cross at City Hall as part of a program that let private groups use the flagpole while holding events in the plaza below. The U.S. Supreme Court unanimously ruled on Monday. Boston's flag-raising program was aimed at promoting diversity and tolerance among the city's different communities. And political reports, Supreme Court has voted to overturn abortion rights, a draft opinion shows. More on that story in a minute. And those were your headline news this morning. God love you. The saint of the day is Saint Philip. Yes, the apostle, not the evangelist. Gotta get, not get those two confused. The Gospel of John recounts Philip's call as a disciple of Jesus. Philip was among those attending the wedding at Cana, and of the four Gospels, Philip figures most prominently in the Gospel of John. Jesus asks Philip how to feed the 5,000 people, and later he appears as a link to the Greek community. Philip bore a Greek name and may have spoken Greek and may have been known as to the Greek pilgrims in Jerusalem. He advises Andrew that certain Greeks wish to meet Jesus, and together they inform him of this. During the Last Supper, when Philip asked our Lord to show them the Father, he provided our Lord with the opportunity to teach his disciples about the unity of the Father and of the Son. Philip the Apostle should not be confused with Philip the Evangelist, who was appointed with Stephen to oversee charitable distributions in Acts 6-5. An extra-biblical story about St. Philip is preserved in the apocryphal letter of from Peter to Philip. This text begins with a letter from St. Peter to Philip the Apostle asking him to rejoin the other apostles who had gathered at the Mount of Olives. Fred Lapham believes that this letter indicates an early tradition that at some point between the resurrection of our Lord and the final parting of his risen presence from the disciples, Philip had undertaken a sole missionary enterprise and was, for some reason, reluctant to return to the rest of the apostles. This mission is in harmony with the later tradition that each disciple was given a specific missionary charge. He explains that the central section, a Gnostic dialogue between the risen Christ and his disciples, is a later insertion. A later story about Philip's life can be found in the anonymous Acts of Philip by a contemporary of Eusebius. This non-canonical book recounts the preaching and miracles of Philip and following the resurrection of our Lord. Philip was sent with his sister Miriam and Bartholomew to preach in Greece, Frerga, and Syria. Included in the Acts of Philip is an appendix entitled Of the Journey of Philip the Apostle, from the 15th Act until the end, and among them the martyrdom. According to this account, through a miraculous healing in his preaching, Philip converted the wife of the proconsul of the city. This enraged the proconsul, and he had Philip, Bartholomew, and Miriam all tortured. Philip and Bartholomew were, turned, were then crucified upside down, and Philip preached from his cross. As a result of Philip's preaching, the crowd released Bartholomew from his cross, but Philip insisted that they not release him, and he died on the cross. St. Philip, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from John chapter 14, verses 6 through 14. Jesus said to Thomas, I am the way the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, then you will also know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Master, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you for so long a time, and you still do not know me, Philip? 
Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I have spoken to you, I do not speak of my own. The Father who dwells in me is doing his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or else, believe because of the works themselves. Amen. Amen, I say to you. Whoever believes in me will do the works that I do and will do greater ones than these because I am going to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, I will do so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything of me in my name, I will do it. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. St. Augustine said, As if he said, I am the way whereby thou wouldest go, I am the truth whereto thou wouldest go, I am the life in which thou wouldest abide. The truth and the life everyone understands, but not everyone hath found the way. Even the philosophers of the world have seen that God is the life eternal, the truth which is the end of all knowledge, and the word of God which is truth and life with the Father, by taking upon him human nature is made the way. Walk by the man, and thou wilt arrive at God. For it is better to limp on the right way than to walk ever so stoutly by the wrong. Close quote. St. Augustine, pray for us. Hilary in the 4th century would say, For he who is the way doth not lead us into devious courses out of the way, nor does he who is the truth deceive us by falsehoods, nor does he who is the life leave us in the darkness of death. Close quote. Hilary. Now, I like the argument here. This is one of my favorite passages in sacred scripture in John 14. I am the way, the truth, and the life. It's clear, and it's definitive. And one more time, let me remind you, if you should ever encounter anybody in your life, Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, or somebody else, maybe even a Muslim, that said, Jesus never claimed to be God. You can point to this verse as well as to the many other verses that I have ever told you. John 8, just all of John 8 would be a fantastic place to go. John 14, I mean, the, the, it's replete. It's over and over again. And you can't make statements like, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me, unless you are, as those first centuries Jews did, interpret this to mean that he is making himself equal to God. He is either a liar, a lunatic, or the Lord. And if he's telling the truth... If he is in fact the Lord, then that has grave implications because the kingdom of God has come upon you. Which means you must order your life rightly based on this information. Let that sink in today. Who is the Lord to you? Is he a liar, a lunatic, or is he the Lord of your life and the way to the Father? And no one else can say that. We'll be right back. Mark Out is coming up next. Some atheistic scientists claim we don't need God to explain the universe because science is sufficient to get the job done. But is this true? The answer is no, and here's the reason. Science could never negate the need for God because it can't give an exhaustive explanation of the universe. First, it relies on the inductive method in order to validate its hypotheses. 
As such, scientists can never be certain they've discovered every piece of data necessary to give a complete explanation. They must always be open to discovering something new that could alter their current theory. Furthermore, science presupposes an existing universe to observe and explain. Thus, it could never explain why the universe exists in the first place rather than not. Science has explanatory power, but not enough power to negate the need for God. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Men, it's time. The Men's March to End Abortion and Rally for Personhood is Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day, from 12 to 3 p.m. in Tallahassee, Florida. Men gather at 12 p.m. for the march. All women, children, and families join us for the 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. You are needed. Every life matters. Join us on June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to themensmarch.com. Jesus Christ, welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you, praise be to God. Coming up at 35 past the hour, Robert Spencer from Jihad Watch is going to be our guest to talk about his brand new book that releases today, The Critical Quran. There's some surprising things in there, I think, that we're going to get into, so stick around for that. And don't forget to get in on that $300 Eggard Watch giveaway. You can find details on our website at GRN online.com forward slash cdt joining us right now via zoom chat is our good friend mark hauk from the kingsman apostolate good morning to you mark good morning joe praise be to god uh, there was uh, a great piece of news last night it's it's been nerve-wracking for some folks for sure but here's a quote from a leaked uh decision potential draft decision of uh, overturning roe v wade from justice samuel Alito. It says quote roe was egregiously wrong from the start its reasoning was exceptionally weak and the decision has to be has had damaging consequences and far from bringing about a national settlement of the abortion issue, Roe and Casey have inflamed debate and deepened division. Close quote. This is from the draft leaked uh, to the world last night by Justice Samuel Lito, although he didn't leak it. We don't know who did. What say you, Mark Houck? Well, this is what we've been praying for. This is what we've been hoping for. Uh, it's great news. Um, yeah, this is unprecedented for a leak to come from um, the Supreme Court. In fact, somebody's going to be in big trouble. Uh, <laughs> but we're grateful to hear this news, and we had anticipated this coming in June. Uh, so we're just got to we got to beef up the prayers to make sure this isn't uh, 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 being leaked to get the uh, the abortion campaign going uh, in advance of these upcoming elections. So we're we're hopeful. Uh, the, the war or the battle is not won, I should say. Uh, it's just beginning. But we're excited to hear that this is coming. And um, I, I feel like it, it you know, it's, it's going to be a majority opinion coming in June. Uh, but, but we're grateful and excited to hear this. I know you spend quite a bit of time actually, you know, praying in front of abortion clinic and and spending time talking to people. You've done this for many years, praise be to God. And for many years, We've been told that this is a constitutional right. This is uh, this is something that every every woman has a right. Now they can't define woman apparently. However, uh, we are told they have the rights nonetheless. Uh, but yet this 
in this draft document, Justice Alito sort of addresses that. He says the Constitution does not prohibit the citizens of each state from regulating or prohibiting abortion. The draft concludes Roe and Casey aggregated that authority. We now overrule those decisions and return that authority to the people and their elected representatives. You know, where in the Constitution does it say that women have a right to abortion? Yeah, well, it doesn't. Um, we have a, all have a right uh, under God to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You know, Fulton Sheen, Archbishop Fulton Sheen, uh, who was a prophet, essentially, in his time, he said, well, about this is about evil. We can say abortion is evil. He said, first we overlook evil, and this is what happened in the 1960s. We overlook evil. We did have abortion in this country, California, New York. We overlook evil. Then we permit evil. 1973 uh, Roe v. Wade decision. We legalize it. We legalize evil. We promote evil. We celebrate evil. Then we persecute those who still call it evil. And Sheen finally closed with, evil may have its hour, but God will have his day. And so we know this is not of God. Our founding fathers knew this was not knew this was not of God and, uh, and, and put it in the Constitution to protect all life. So um, Sadly, you know, this is, this is uh, the work of the evil one. And, but light is coming in and has been pouring in through the work of the pro-life movement. We have 26 states that have banned abortion. So once it comes back to the states, we'll have 26 states which are, have these trigger laws which will trigger the banning of abortion in that state. 14 states are working on uh, legalizing abortion in the state. So that leaves about 10 uh, still undecided, which is, includes my state of Pennsylvania. You know, I, I feel like the country is lining up on sides again. You know, we're having a flashback here of of the Civil War time where the country was deeply divided and split, and we're seeing this again. Do you feel like that will raise tensions in the United States to a point where we could see our armed conflict in the future? Joe, I just was sharing with my wife, I, I go down every week to the abortion facility in, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I would go this Wednesday, and I said, usually I bring my son, my 13-year-old son with me. Uh, I said, I'm not bringing him this week because I don't know what the tensions are going to be like down there, and uh, I, I don't want him down there if something goes awry. So I believe there will be violence. I, I hate to say that. I believe there will be violence, and I believe there will be uh, people arrested, and uh, they'll be criminalized for uh, for this behavior. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it's going to be it's going to be something uh, very different than we what we've seen from the pro-abortion side. Uh, now they, we're going to take away their this right of theirs that they hold inviolate. This is this is a a holy thing to them. This is a sacrament to them. This is contraception and abortion. Um, they're going to fight for it. So we've got to be prepared for some, from, for some things that we're not used to seeing. You know, Mark, before we, uh, we were on with you, we were talking about what's the strategy here? There's, there's not much history of uh, these arguments being leaked. I mean, there's, there's small examples here and there, but nothing like this. A full, a full argument has not been leaked like this before, as far as I know. And I'm thinking, what's the strategy here? Why are they releasing this? You know, we've got midterms coming up. But when you talked about violence just now, I'm thinking maybe they're trying to stoke people to go out and, and be militant about this. What do you think about that? 
I think it's anything's possible. And uh, I agree with you. Um, this leak is, is, is major news and it's, it's unprecedented. So why is it happening now? Is it, is it the leftist agenda to get their voters lined up? I don't know. Um, but, you know, we just got to beef up the prayers and, as you said, you know, be prepared for anything. Um, evil's going to fight. It's an unholy sacrament, I should have said earlier, for, for them. And uh, we, we just got to be prepared. And, you know, we have our rosary in our hands. And it's the month of Mary, so uh, what a perfect month for this to be leaked, I guess. We're, we're praying our rosary <laughs> yeah. by Our Lady's side, and St. Michael uh, will protect us in this battle. So we'll just persevere and uh, continue to pray for the justices, because this opinion is how, how it works. They, they, they vote on it, and they continue to vote on it, um, and, and, and the majority will win. So um, you know, hopefully that, that will be what we've, what we've seen in the leak. You know, Mark, I was just thinking this morning and last night when I heard about this, like right now is there, just like uh, Joe was mentioning to me earlier, how in the uh, document they talk about how we can't take public pressure into consideration here. We have to just, you know, do what is right by the court. And uh, But the problem is that we're human beings, and we saw uh, that the attacks that the justices received just trying to be brought as Supreme Court justices, and they remember that, and they can't even imagine that all hell breaking loose, quite literally all hell breaking loose against this. And I'm just thinking of the great the, the time that we need of calm courage and confidence and that we need to have this idea of Don Juan of Austria at the Battle of Lepanto saying there's no paradise for cowards. And uh, my friend was sent me a quote from Tolkien and it made me think of a quote from him saying, uh, no half-heartedness and no worldly fear must turn us aside from following the light unflinchingly. And that light being the light of the world, our Lord. Uh, what say you about courage during this time, Mark Houck? Oh, courage, as C.S. Lewis said, is the testing point for all virtues, paraphrasing, of course. So we got to be courageous, uh, even even more so now. Uh, we can't stop. We can't we can't uh, be afraid of of that agenda. We got to continue to pray and show up for our vigils and continue to to fight and provide services to women and children still in need and fathers and help reach out to those that are wounded. And so um, you know, the pro-life movement has always done this. Um, it's nothing new for us. We just continue, we press on, we persevere. And so you know, while we celebrate this leaked news and, and pray for the hopeful result to be the same, uh, we continue to know that the battle is still waging and that the battle will wage beyond the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And, and so we could continue to fight and we will persevere, as you said, Adrian there, and, and you know, have that courage. Courage is, is, is a gift of the Holy Spirit. And so we all need to summon it through, the, through our confirmation, summon it to, to engage in that battle uh, every day. And, and I think a lot of people don't because they are afraid. And, um, you know, this is the time of, of that saints are being raised up. You know, this is a great opportunity for all of us to give witness to how we truly feel in this country because the majority want uh, life and womb to be protected. I speculate whether or not uh, whoever did leak the document might have done so, pure speculation on my part, might have done so in order to activate the left in order to rally before the midterms, of course, but also to potentially change the outcome here because until the actual decision is handed down, it is my understanding that they can change their opinions even up to the moment. 
So uh, this could just be one of one draft of, of several outcomes here. Uh, so we're going to pray that this is actually the way it happens. And uh, hopefully they will announce this very soon. But uh, we, with a few minutes left with Mark Houck from the King's Men. The King's Men, this is part of what the King's Men does, is to train men to be courageous and to fight for civilization, for the salvation of souls, and for the building up of their families, no? Oh, it, it's 100% part of what we, we do for men when we call them to be protectors, leaders, protectors, providers. But to go out and protect women and children, as you well know, Joe, we always summon men to that battle and we're there and we have been fighting that battle for 20 years and we'll continue to fight but yeah you're right it's it's core to our manhood and you uh you've got a uh you're giving out prizes right now if i'm not mistaken i'm giving out some prizes i'm giving out 300 <laughs> a gift certificate for a watch but what are you giving out oh thanks for sharing uh, yeah we just have a little fundraiser going on some cool getaways and prizes um, if people go to the kingsmen.org they can check it out but we're just trying to galvanize our network and and the people of goodwill and give them give them something back as you, as you guys always do for your wonderful supporters uh, you know try to help them at the same time that they're going to support a good cause and so we have some get destination getaways to nice. beach houses that donors uh, donated to, to our uh, little fundraiser so there's some other cool things on there too out in your way too by arizona we got some opportunities as well as well as the end of the wild at flagstaff later this year that's right tell us about yeah that. there'll be a chance to get a retreat for 50 bucks uh which is great you know you can buy a ticket and you might win, a, we're giving 10 of them away to the Flagstaff into the wild that you're going to be at, that you're going to be emceeing for us. So uh, that's a great opportunity. Yeah, it's an outdoor experiential retreat for men, uh, building them up as leaders, protectors, providers. Great events, my favorite Catholic men's retreats ever. And uh, guys, bring your sons. It's going to be a great time. Flagstaff, Arizona. It's, what, what are the dates again? September? Yeah, September 15th to the 18th. September 15th through the 18th. So uh, we're gonna, you know, you're gonna learn how to navigate, orient uh, the land with a map and compass, build fires and chapels, and just all kinds of really cool outdoor stuff. And it's gonna be amazing. So join us. Go to thekingsmen.org for more information. Mark Hauk, thanks for your witness, sir. God bless you. God love you. Have a great day. All right, coming up after the very quick break, we're going to have more breaking news and stories with Rudy Carlos and then Robert Spencer from Jihad Watch is going to be our guest to talk about the critical Quran. All that coming up next. Men, it's time. Moral relativism is growing and the soul of our nation is at stake. Nowhere is it more manifestly obvious than with the daily ongoing mass murder of abortion. As leaders, protectors, and providers, we must go first. In facing reality, taking responsibility, repenting for what we've done and haven't done, and resolving to do more. The opportunity is before us on Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day, in Tallahassee, Florida. We'll be gathering at 12 p.m. and embarking on a four-mile march of prayer and sacrifice that will culminate in a 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. We welcome all women, children, and families to join us in standing up for the personhood of the preborn at the 2 p.m. rally. We're also hoping Governor Ron DeSantis will join us and assure us that he will lead on life. Join us June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to the Men's March. From the University of Dallas and as seen on EWTN. What can I do that is the definite service that God wants me to give to the world? 
think of the, the challenges that we have coming from our culture, we really need the virtue of courage. Are you ready to put yourself into the hazard? Are you ready to say yes to the call? Are you ready to be a witness to love? The Quest. All episodes streaming now at quest.udallas.edu. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. And now, more headlines. Lifestyle reports, Vermont legalizes remote prescription of assisted suicide drugs. The liberal Republican governor of Vermont, Phil Scott, has signed an assisted suicide law that will allow telemedicine killings by physicians. Signed on April 27th, the new assisted suicide legislation will allow physicians to remotely prescribe medication to be self-administered for the purpose of hastening the patient's death. Epic Times reports closure of restaurants in Russia costs McDonald's $127 million in its first quarter. The fast food company announced it during its first quarter earnings report that its suspension of operations in Russia cost it $27 million in leases, supplier costs, and employee wages, and another $100 million in unsold inventory for its supply chain. McDonald's is losing roughly $55 million a month to pay staff, landlords, and suppliers for keeping the infrastructure going for its restaurants in Ukraine and Russia, said Chief Financial Officer Kevin Ozan. According to McDonald's, Russia and Ukraine both accounted for nearly 2% of its global sales and less than 3% of its operating income. And here's a press release from the La Promesa Foundation. La Promesa Foundation announces organizational changes. La Promesa Foundation was officially incorporated 26 years ago today. The board of directors of La Promesa Foundation has announced that it has named current foundation president Leonard Oswald to the position of chairman of the board and chief executive officer, and Toya Hall, current foundation vice president, to the position of vice chairman of the, vo of the board and chief operating officer. These changes are effective immediately. Mr. Oswald and Mrs. Hall are two of the three original incorporators of the foundation and have served as president and vice president, respectively, for all 26 years of, of the foundation's existence. La Promesa Foundation is the parent company of the Guadalupe Radio Network and the Guadalupe Resource Center. Current business manager Sammy Rodriguez Jr. has been named president, and Richard Reyna, currently GRN executive director, has been named vice president. These changes are also effective immediately. La Promesa Foundation and the Guadalupe Radio Network operates 32 English radio stations and 7 Spanish stations, reaching a population of 24.8 million in 8 states and the District of Columbia. The GRN was the first EWTN affiliate radio group to establish both English and Spanish radio stations in the same city, and the first Catholic radio group to go into a major metropolitan city when in October 2006, KATH 910AM went on the air in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. They were also the first to establish a Catholic radio station in Washington, D.C., with WMET 1160 AM. And in 2014, they were the first group in Houston, Texas, when KSHJ 1430 AM went on air. All three of these major markets are top 10 radio markets. For the full press release, please visit grnonline.com. Those are your headline news this morning. God love you. Praise be to God in all things. Thank you, Rudy, for keeping us up to date. And don't forget to get in on that $300 gift certificate from Agard Watches. You could win a, a very beautiful watch, or you could get two, $300, a lot of money to spend. Uh, but uh, you can find the details of how to enter this. We're going to be giving it away next Monday on the show. Go to grnonline.com forward slash cdt for the details. Joining us right now via Zoom chat is uh, Robert Spencer. He is... Uh, uh, the guy behind Jihad Watch, he has a brand new book releasing today called The Critical Quran, Explained from Key Islamic Commentaries and Contemporary Historical Research, and he joins us now. Good morning to you, Robert Spencer. 
Great to see you, Joe. Good morning. Praise be to God. We're glad to have you on the show, uh, uh, especially on the day that your book is releasing. Now, this is a, a kind of a monumental thing in many ways. I, for most of us, don't follow. They don't follow uh, Islam. We don't follow uh, the Quran quite to the extent that you do. So I know there's some very fascinating things today. Let's start with the book itself. This is an actual translation, not just a book about the Quran. That's right. It's a full translation of the entire Quran, plus commentary from mainstream Islamic commentators, so that uh, the reader can understand how an ordinary Muslim understands the various passages. And this is very important because I've found in all these years in uh, talking to Muslims, having controversies and debates with Muslims, that often they will say, well, yes, that's what the Quran says, but that's not how Muslims understand it. So this is how Muslims understand it. It's all in the book, plus a clear and honest translation mm. where a lot of earlier translations have actually actively tried to cover up what the Quran really says. So how did you go about the translation? Uh, did you do it yourself? Did you work with others to do it? Tell us about that part. Yeah, I had some native Arabic speakers working on this, and we also compared it very carefully with earlier translations and uh, hewed closely to what the consensus understanding of various passages is, except where it was very clear that for apologetic intent, the clear meaning had been obscured. I think the uh, primary example of this is in the passages about jihad. Jihad means struggle, and previous translations of the Quran have translated it as strive or struggle, so that you get passages that say things like, Strive hard in the way of the law. Now that sounds like pray more, be good, uh, be, uh, work on your religion. But the fact is that in Islamic theology and law, the primary meaning of jihad is warfare against unbelievers. And the passages that say strive hard in the way of Allah are understood by jihadis throughout history, not just today, as meaning wage war against unbelievers. So in this translation, we say wage jihad in the way of Allah, so that people will understand this is one of the passages that jihadis use to justify violence against Christians and others. Mr. Spencer, I have a question. You know, it's something you mentioned uh, a minute ago, you, you said that there was a consensus between uh, uh, Muslims on specific translations. You know, in, in Christianity, there's different Bibles with various translations, and some things get lost in you know in between the lines. Uh, is there anything like that with with uh, Islam? Yeah, there are uh, differences within the translations, generally for the sake of obscuring what the text means for Western readers. Mm. Probably the most notorious example of that is chapter 4, verse 34 of the Quran, which says, Good women are obedient, as for those from whom you fear disobedience, warn them, send them to separate beds, and beat them. Now, Abdullah Yusuf Ali's translation, one of the most prominent translations in the English language, says, and beat them lightly. <laughs> well, the Arabic doesn't have the lightly. And clearly that was put in Yikes. so that people would not get the idea that the Quran is actually calling for spousal abuse. Mm -hmm. But 
In this translation, it just says beat them in the Arabic, so it just says beat them in the English. You know, Mr. Spencer, it's very interesting because I, when I was in high school, I uh, found your books and I started reading them and I was absolutely enamored by the topic. I was like, oh, wow, I've never been told any of this. I was always told that uh, Islam was a religion of peace, that they're our brothers and sisters, that we should love them. And, well, of course we should love them, but that they are just, you know, are just like Christians, just have a little bit different beliefs. And I was, uh, so I dove really far deep into your books, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to start reading the Quran. So I bought a Quran and started reading it, and I was like, this is very confusing like every all the footnotes everything that was going on in it i was like i this is like more this is more difficult than trying to get through numbers and leviticus and and uh inside of uh, the bible so uh, could you tell me about why your book uh your edition of the quran is something that uh, i could pick up and actually get through the quran well, in this Quran, the footnotes actually explain what's going on. And you're right. The Quran is like listening to two people you don't know talking about events you were not involved with, and they don't bother to stop and explain and fill you in on what's going on. The Quran is, is probably the most decontextualized book that I've ever encountered. And that's kind of ironic because frequently Islamic apologists will say when you quote uncomfortable passages, oh, you're taking it out of context. Generally, there is no context, and the context is imposed from without in Islamic tradition, in stories that purport to give the background of when and under what circumstances the various passages of the Quran were revealed. So this Quran gives all that background and explains sometimes why there are historical problems, why it's unlikely that any of this happened in this way. Uh, we take full cognizance of the fact that the traditions filling in the meaning of the Quran come from 200 years after the Quran. And so oftentimes it would be unwise to just take them at face value. But like I said before, we do get the mainstream understanding. So yes, the Quran's a very confusing book just to pick up and read without background in Islamic theology or history. But this book fills in the gaps. I think you've said this now a few times already in this conversation, but there is a double standard here. There's like a, they hold the get out of jail free card all the time that says no matter how you seem to interpret it, uh, well, we decide whether or not if that's correct or not, irregardless of the actual translation. That's a very frustrating thing to deal with, Robert Spencer. Very much so. And it's belied by the behavior of Muslims worldwide. See, I've been tracking at my website, Jihad Watch, now for 20 years, the activities day-to-day -day of jihad terrorists. And every last time they stop and explain what they're doing, they copiously quote the Quran, invoke Muhammad, and say it's all about Islam. And yet every last analysis of jihad activity in the West discounts the Islamic connection. Now, this is just willful ignorance and wishful thinking. And it is, as you noted, just saying, you know, you're, it, it only means what we say it means. And that would be far more compelling as an argument were it not for the fact that the jihadis tell us quite forthrightly and repeatedly that they're basing their actions on the Quran. Mm. Well, we are up against a little break here, but we're talking with Robert Spencer, Jihad Watch is his apostolate. You can find more information about his book at robertspencer.org. The book is called The Critical Quran, explained from key Islamic commentaries and contemporary historical research. 
It drops today, and we're going to continue this conversation right after this very quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. But do us a favor while we're gone and share us with a friend. Hi, this is Walter Crawford with Homeschool Connections, a proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please save the date for this year's The Catholic Homeschool Conference. It's virtual, so you can attend from the comfort of your own home or from an in-person watch party in your local community. It's Friday, June 10th and Saturday, June 11th. Our theme this year is empowering you to homeschool joyfully. May God continue to bless your homeschool journey. More information is available at catholichomeschoolconference.com. Men, it's time. Moral relativism is growing and the soul of our nation is at stake. Nowhere is it more manifestly obvious than with the daily ongoing mass murder of abortion. As leaders, protectors, and providers, we must go first. In facing reality, taking responsibility, repenting for what we've done and haven't done, and resolving to do more. The opportunity is before us on Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day, in Tallahassee, Florida. We'll be gathering at 12 p.m. and embarking on a four-mile march of prayer and sacrifice that will culminate in a 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. We welcome all women, children, and families to join us in standing up for the personhood of the preborn at the 2 p.m. rally. We're also hoping Governor Ron DeSantis will join us and assure us that he will lead on life. Join us June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to themensmarch.com. Jesus Christ, welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Robert Spencer from Jihad Watch is our guest. Robert, I was just asking the guys here if they had ever seen the movie The Stoning of Soraya M. Have you seen that film? I certainly have. Not only have I seen it, but I consulted with the producers on the accuracy of some of the things in it about Islam. It is gut-wrenching to watch yes. that film. And it came out like almost right after The Passion of the Christ. Jim Caviezel was in this film. Uh, it, is, it is worth watching, but whew, buckle up. It's a gut-wrenching depiction of how women are treated in Islam, which is a big issue, because uh, you mentioned that in the last uh, section about some of the translation issues there, that they, they pick and choose how they, uh, how they characterize how they treat women. Um, but women continue to suffer today in Islam, do they not? Oh, there's no doubt about it. As a matter of fact, Joe, since you mentioned the stoning of Soraya M., I can tell you something that the director told me, that they filmed it in Jordan. Jordan was standing in for Iran. Of course, it would have been impossible to film in Iran. And there's a scene you may remember where the abusive husband is beating his wife out on the open street. Mm -hmm. And there are all these people standing around. Now, those are ordinary Jordanians who were serving as extras in the film. Wow. And the director told me that they were all applauding and saying, oh. this is great. Give it to her some more. She deserves this. This is the, what, what women deserve. And this is because of the Islamic culture in which they were all brought up, in which a disobedient woman is to be beaten as per the Quran itself. That is, that's rough. That is pretty rough. Let's talk about the messenger in your book, The Critical Quran. Um, This has been one of those issues that has been um, misrepresented over the years about who is the messenger. Is it Muhammad? 
Well, that's what everyone assumes. But the word Muhammad only appears four times in the Quran, and in none of those mentions is there any biographical information about him. And all the information that we have about Muhammad dates from about 150 to 200 years after the time he's supposed to have lived. And so given the many textual problems with the Quran, many of which I note in this book, they give an indication that this is a book by committee and that the messenger may have in indicated somebody else altogether or actually many people and that it was all these texts were all taken and amalgamated into the Quran and made in Islamic tradition to refer to Muhammad. But I show in the book actually that there are many key passages that don't make a whole lot of sense. But if you start to, if you strip away the Arabic diacritical marks, the marks that distinguish many Arabic letters from other Arabic letters, and put in Syriac diacritical marks, that is Aramaic, then it starts to make sense. But as a Christian text, and it seems that some Christian texts were appropriated by the people who put Islam together to form the Quran. You know, it's very interesting that you, you bring that up because I was just thinking about the fact that the treatment among the scholarly community, especially among secularists, is very uh, double standard, have a massive double standard there where I have never heard before finding uh, your uh, material anything critical of the Quran, anything critical of the Islamic interpretation of their history. But of course, they, nobody will bat an eye if you question the existence of our Lord or if you question the uh, traditions of the church, uh, any of those kind of things. It's like, oh, pff, they have um, dark ages, yada, 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 all these uh, myths. But you can't say the same for Islam for some reason. Uh, could you speak about that a little? Yeah, absolutely. I remember when I was in college and I read the Quran for the first time and the presentation in the class I was taking was completely straight from the canonical story in Islam of Islam's origins. That was presented as fact. Nobody ever gave a suggestion that this might not be historically reliable. Meanwhile, I was taking New Testament courses where the, the, everything was minutely dissected. And there were all these questions about whether these things were historically accurate, to what extent they may have actually happened, and so on. Now, I don't have any problem with historical critical research. I don't agree with a lot of the findings when it comes to the New Testament. I think that some of them are wildly overstated by scholars who are just looking to disprove Christianity to suit their own biases. But at the same time, in principle, I think it's a very worthwhile endeavor. But it's not been done in Islam for fear of charges of bigotry, racism, and Islamophobia, which are absolutely ridiculous because, as you noted, they don't apply in the context of historical critical research of Christianity, and also because of fear that, for example, Suleiman Bashir was an Islamic scholar in uh, the Palestinian territories, and he started to suggest there were problems with the historicity of Muhammad. His students threw him out of the classroom window. Wow. wow. This is the kind of difficulty that this kind of research has encountered in the past. Of course, I'm here in the United States. I don't have any illusions. I know anything could happen, but I am trying to advance this research, which has not been pursued in an academic setting and is not now. Of course, nowadays, our colleges and universities are, for the most part, just leftist indoctrination factories anyway, and they don't have any interest in pursuing these questions.
You know, to speak about historicity, too, uh, I think it was E. Michael Jones who we just had on the show recently. He, he, he talked about how early Muslims had a, a very different uh, impression about Christians because they were receiving Christianity from an Aryan perspective. Is there any authenticity to that claim? Yeah, there, it, it does seem as if what happened was that the Byzantine Empire placed various restrictions on heretical Christian groups, and that many of those Christian groups went east outside the empire, and that's where Islam developed. Mm. And so the view of Christianity in the Quran and in early Islamic tradition is deeply informed by the doctrines of those groups. Uh, for example, of course, you have the repeated denial that Jesus is the Son of God, and there are that seems to be traced to Ebionite groups and others that were in the first place denying the divinity of Christ, which of course is very strongly denied in the Quran as well, and then the Quran goes farther and denies the sonship altogether. And you also, of course, have the idea that the crucifixion was just an illusion, that it didn't happen at all, it just seemed to happen, hmm. which is in the Quran, and that comes from Gnostic Christianity. And it was taken directly, actually, from a Gnostic text called the Second Treatise of the Great Seth, where somebody else is made to look like Jesus and put on the cross, and the real Jesus is above, laughing at them. And this is in the Quran, that it only seemed as if Jesus was crucified. What about the errors that were, are present in the Quran that people seem to just kind of dismiss, and I'm thinking of specifically whenever I talk about Miriam uh, being the referring back to Moses and not the Blessed Virgin. Um, could you speak about like those kind of errors and how that fits into the translations of the different scriptures, uh, different uh, translations into English of scriptures? Yeah, the Quran twice calls Mary, the mother of Jesus, the sister of Aaron. And Miriam, Maryam, is the same name, Mary, Miriam, in Arabic. And so it's very clear that the authors of the Quran put, confused Mary, the mother of Jesus, with Mary, the sister of Moses and Aaron. However, early on, Christians clearly pointed this out, and Jews as well, I'm sure. And there's a hadith in which Muhammad is made to say that this is just an honor, a title of honor uh, that you would say to anybody, like, I might call you. You're a real son of the angel Gabriel. It's, <laughs> and that's all it means. But it's very clear from the context, because, for example, Mary is called sister of Aaron in the chapter of the Quran, chapter 3, which is called Ahle Imran, the family of Imran, who is the father of Moses. So it's it's hard to claim that it was not meant literally. And all this also is explained in the critical Quran. What about grammatical issues with the Quran? I believe this is something that, that's been denied for, for many years, that there are no you know grammatical problems with the translations, but yours have, have gone through this? Yeah, there are quite a few grammatical errors in the Quran and uh, textual difficulties. There's a place where uh, the Quran is rhyming, as it often does, and in order to rhyme, it says, peace be upon Elias's, when it means Elias or Elijah, but it makes, it, makes him plural just to keep the rhyme scheme going. Mm. 
Mm. And this kind of thing and straight grammatical errors are all through the Quran. Many of them are noted here. I didn't get into a lot of the complicated Arabic explanations, but trying to keep things clear for the English reader, we noted as many as we could. Uh, also, words that are plainly not Arabic, and I think most interesting of all, words that nobody really knows what they mean at all. <laughs> and Islamic tradition has agreed that they mean various things, but nobody really knows for sure. It's just an, a, a definition by consensus and not something that emanates from the usage or the meaning of the word pre-Quran. We're down to just uh, about a minute and a half now with Robert Spencer about his brand new book, The Critical Quran. Is there anything about this in your effort, this project that you've put together that surprised you? You've been studying this for so many years. You're the most involved person I know in this subject. Did anything surprise you? I guess that uh, pretty much every last one of the controversies over the Islamic text, the uh, critics of Islam turned out to be right, and the Islamic apologists are covering up what really the Quran says. For example, the Quran says that Allah prays for the Prophet. Well, who does he pray to? He's supposed to be the supreme being. So that is always translated as uh, Allah blesses the prophet, but the word is salat, it's pray, hmm. and the meaning is clear. Now, I have seen Islamic apologists controvert that over and over and say, oh, it's just basic Arabic, that's what the word means, blesses. doesn't mean blessed. The word salat is used for the five prayers a day for that the Muslims pray, and this is what the word is used when it says Allah prays for the prophet, so All the right. meaning is clear. Well, praise be to God. Robert Spencer, the book is called The Critical Quran. Check it out at his website, robertspencer.org. Robert, God bless you. God love you. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Best of luck on this book that's releasing today. Again, go to robertspencer.org. And don't forget to get in on that Agard Watch giveaway. Go to our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT for the details. You can enter more than once. All of it's right there at grnonline.com forward slash CDT. We'll see you in the next hour or back here tomorrow morning. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. us will be asked to review the movie of our life and give an account to God. We will sorrowfully relive the bad times and joyfully revisit the good. Thankfully, no matter what you've done, there is hope. Since Jesus came not to condemn the world, but to save it. So if you've been away from church for a while, we invite you to come home and find the peace that only comes from God. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org. 
Hi, this is Walter Crawford with Homeschool Connections, a proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please save the date for this year's The Catholic Homeschool Conference. It's virtual, so you can attend from the comfort of your own home or from an in-person watch party in your local community. It's Friday, June 10th and Saturday, June 11th. Our theme this year is empowering you to homeschool joyfully. May God continue to bless your homeschool journey. More information is available at catholichomeschoolconference.com. Men, it's time. Moral relativism is growing and the soul of our nation is at stake. Nowhere is it more manifestly obvious than with the daily ongoing mass murder of abortion. As leaders, protectors, and providers, we must go first. In facing reality, taking responsibility, repenting for what we've done and haven't done, and resolving to do more. The opportunity is before us on Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day in Tallahassee, Florida. We'll be gathering at 12 p.m. and embarking on a four-mile march of prayer and sacrifice that will culminate in a 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. We welcome all women, children, and families to join us in standing up for the personhood of the preborn at the 2 p.m. rally. We're also hoping Governor Ron DeSantis will join us and assure us that he will lead on life. Join us June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to the Men's March Howdy from Friendswood. I'm Leah Wynn from Mary Queen Catholic Church. You're listening to AM 1430 KSHJ Houston, part of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Talk about him. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's Jesus Christ, welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. We had a great hour last hour. We talked about the leaked drift of Justice Alito's opinion coming out, uh, which rocked the world last night, actually. People, in fact, Jason Jones is standing on the uh, the steps of the courthouse right now, as a matter of fact. Or at least he was a few hours ago. So uh, we talked about that with Mark Halker, a good friend from The King's Men Apostolate, about uh, the implications of this leaked document on Roe v. Wade being overturned. Well, let's uh, just pray and hope that that's actually the case. We also had Robert Spencer on last hour to talk about his brand new book, The Critical Critical Quran. Lots of very intriguing uh, in, uh, bits of information and surprising stuff in that brand new book so you can find that on his website robertspencer.org but uh gonna be a great hour praise be to god you know the uh, good morning rudy carlos good morning joe you know what got overshadowed this morning was there was another supreme court opinion that came out against boston because they refused to allow a christian flag to be flown. yeah i did report that story in the news segment um yeah so this this flag it was a community flagpole and it was uh, meant to increase diversity, Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Do so. Anybody yeah. else can do it, but except Christians. I'm sure they probably um, wouldn't let the Confederate flag fly you. <laughs> <laughs> like we ought to try. They're not going to cool. allow those two things. Um, yeah, except those two things, Confederates and Christians, no, no, no please, no. <laughs> please don't do that. So they, they allowed, now they, they gave us permission. Yeah. 
put a Christian flag. Thank you very much. So that, I, it's pro- you know the worst part of it is probably it's it's a it's a, a cross without a corpus on it. So what's the it's, point? Yeah, it's so banal. I mean, it is Easter, but it's so banal. Whatever. Like it's I don't know why this is a a controversial thing at all. But but that was the Supreme Court decision that came out and is now lost in the in the midst of news. Right. So speaking of which, Adrian Fonseca's here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Howdy, howdy. Praise be to God. It's good to be here. Is it? It is. Praise be to God. Are you sure? Yeah, despite the fact that despite the people are putting up resurrucifixes, it's still good to what? be here. <laughs> what are they doing? You know, the, the, cru- the crucifix with our Lord, <laughs> like <laughs> off, like uh, resurrucifix. Resurrucifix. Where he's resurrecting off of the crucifix, which <laughs> doesn't make sense because he came out of the tomb, not right. the cross. Mm. Wow. So it's like, you and uh-huh, your facts. Uh-huh. Oh, don't let facts get in the way of a good story. <laughs> yeah, I can't right. say. Resurrucifix. Yeah, we used to have one at the church I used to, or we they still have it, but at the church I, I used to go that. to, they used to have one, and, and that's what everybody called it, the Resurrucifix. The Resurrucifix. <laughs> I gotta practice this. Uh, yep. Was, we had a great conversation with Robert Spencer. I'm actually emailing him right now, asking him if he'll come on during our after show. So yeah. after we go off the yeah. radio every day, yeah. Monday through Friday, we hop yeah. on just online, Facebook. YouTube, Twitter, mm. Rumble, mm. Odyssey, LinkedIn, wow. and uh, we have conversations with anyone who wants to hop on. We let you drive the conversation, and I'm trying to see if Robert Spencer's free. He's going to ask him to come back on and answer any questions you, you may have yeah. about uh, Islam, Islam and yeah. anything around that topic. Yes, praise be to God. So stick around. Uh, speaking of which, uh, speaking of time, guess what time it is? It's time to possibly give away time. How would you like to win some time? How about a time piece by Agard Watches? We're giving away a $300 gift certificate to Agard Watches. We interviewed their CEO last week, Mr. Shurlovich. Uh, but our good friend, Mike the Brickwall, our friend from Virginia, who is a CDT insider and a supporter of the Guadalupe Radio Network, has come together with Agard, and they've given us a $300 gift certificate to give to one of you to potentially buy, you could buy one really beautiful watch, or you could buy two beautiful watches. The choice will be yours once you win. We're going to give that away on this show next week, on Monday, in fact, in our, in our after show. So the way you get into the drawing is by going to our website, grnonline.com forward slash cdt. You'll find all the details. You can actually enter more than once. There's at least 160 entries right now. So your chances of winning a $300 gift certificate from Agard Watches is actually quite good. Again, go to grnonline.com forward slash cdt for the details. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Now your good news with Rudy Carlos. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. And just imagine being the son or daughter of a saint. LiveSite News reports, Daughter of St. Gianna plans International Center in Springfield, dedicated to her parents and holy marriages. The daughter of one of the most popular modern-day Catholic saints announced plans to establish an international pilgrimage site and center in Springfield to help spread knowledge of devotion to her holy parents' virtues, and thus to promote the holiness of family and respect for the sanctity of all human life. 
Dr. Gianna Emanuela Mola, the daughter of Italian Saint Saint Gianna Beretta Mola, who died in 1962, and Pietro Mola, her father, will establish the Saint Gianna Beretta Mola and Pietro Mola International Center for Family and Life, that's a long name, which will be a, peace, a peaceful place of prayer, learning, study, and spirituality for pilgrims. She says, I learned from my Saint Mom and Holy Dad to have deep faith and unwavering confidence in divine providence, Dr. Mola said. The establishment of this international center is one of those times I am trusting in God to show me the way and all those who are involved in the project. I'm filled with humility to start this international center so we can promote and help families grow holier together. The excitement of what is shaping up in central Illinois is proof that the Holy Spirit is guiding all of this. To think, central Illinois will have the Evermode Institute, the St. Gianna and Pietro Mola International Center for Family and Life, and our own Venerable Father Augustine Tolton in Quincy, who is on his way to sainthood, as well as Venerable Fulton Venerable Fulton Sheen in Peoria, this region of America will provide so much grace to the people around the world who visit. While pregnant with her fourth child in 1961, St. Gianna felt much pain, which led to the discovery of a tumor in her uterus. Doctors discussed having an abortion to preserve St. Gianna's life. Instead, St. Gianna chose to have the tumor removed, understanding that this could save her child, but lead to further, perhaps deadly complications for herself. St. Gianna's faith gave her perfect clarity and confidence in this critical moment of choice. In, uh, on April 21st, 1962, Gianna Emanuela Mola was born. After the next week, however, St. Gianna, the mother, dealt with further serious complications. Despite several treatments, St. Gianna died a week after giving birth. Her selfless act of love of choosing the life of a child over herself had another outstanding demonstration of her deep faith. She was canonized as a saint by St. Pope uh, Paul II, in 1994. At her canonization where her husband Pietro and children were, including her daughter Gianna, whom she saved. And that's good news. God love you. The saint of the day is Saint Philip the Apostle. The Gospel of John recounts Philip's calling as a disciple to, of Jesus, and Philip was among those attending the wedding at Cana. I bet you never think of that too much. Who was at the wedding at Cana? Uh, the four Gospels, Philip figures most prominently in the Gospel of John. Our Lord asks Philip how to feed the 5,000 people. Later, he appears as a link to the Greek community. Philip bore a Greek name and may have spoken Greek and may have been known to the Greek pilgrims in Jerusalem. He advises Andrew the certain, that certain Greeks wish to meet our Lord, and together they inform our Lord of this. During the Last Supper, when Philip asked our Lord to show them the Father, he provided him the opportunity to teach his disciples about the unity of the Father and of the Son. Philip the Apostle should not be confused with Philip the Evangelist, who was appointed with Stephen to oversee charitable distributions. An early extra-biblical story about St. Philip is preserved in the apocryphal letter from Peter to Philip. This text began with a letter from St. Peter to Philip the Apostle asking him to rejoin the other apostles who had gathered at the Mount of Olives. Fred Latham believes that this letter indicates an early tradition that at some point between the resurrection of our Lord and the final parting of the, his risen presence from the disciples, Philip had undertaken a sole missionary enterprise and was, for some reason, reluctant to return to the rest of the apostles. This mission is in harmony with a later tradition that each disciple was given a specific missionary charge. Alapam exclaims that the explains that the central section, a Gnostic dialogue between the risen Christ and the disciples, is a later insertion. 
Latter stories about Philip's life can be found in the anonymous Acts of Philip, probably written by a contemporary of Eusebius. This non-canonical book recounts the preaching and miracles of Philip following the resurrection of our Lord. Philip was sent with his sister Miriam and Bartholomew to preach in Greece, Phryga, and Syria. Including in the, included in the Acts of Philip is an appendix entitled Of the Journey of Philip the Apostle from the 15th Act until the End and Among Them the Martyrdom. What a title. According to this account, there, through a miraculous healing in his preaching, Philip converted the wife of the proconsul of the city. This enraged the proconsul, and he had Philip, Bartholomew, and Miriam all tortured. Philip and Bartholomew were then crucified upside down, and Philip preached from his cross. As a result of Philip's preaching, the crowd released Bartholomew from his cross, but Philip insisted that they not release him, and Philip died on the cross. St. Philip, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from John chapter 14, verses 6 through 14. Jesus said to Thomas, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, then you also know my Father. For from now on, you do know him. And have seen him, Philip said to him, Master, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you for so long a time, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own. The Father who dwells in me is doing his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe because of the works themselves. Amen. Amen. I say to you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do, and will do greater ones than these, because I am going to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, I will do so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything of me in my name, I will do it. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Last hour I asked the question, is Jesus a liar, a lunatic, or the Lord? And if the Lord... How is that going to change your life and all the decisions you have made? St. Chrysostom says, For if he says, Ye have me for your guide to the Father, ye shall certainly come to him, nor can ye come by any other way. Whereas he had said above, No man can come to me except the Father draw him. Now he says, no man cometh unto the Father but by me, thus equaling himself to the Father. Close quote, St. Chrysostom. Even St. Chrysostom understands that God, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, claims to be God. Think about that today. Adrian, what did you find? Yes, I get to talk about Philip once again, because here in verse 8, Philip said unto him, Master, show us the Father, and that will be sufficient for us. That is a beautiful thing to say, but why would that be sufficient for us? Cornelius Lapide says, Philip did not understand Christ's answer, how namely he who knows Christ knows also the Father. He urges therefore Christ to show them the Father himself. Thou sayest that the Father is in thee, 
as it were, lies hid in thee. Open thyself and show him to us. Well, this suffices for us because we can desire nothing else but to be shown the Father. That would be sufficient. It would be sufficient for us to desire, to ask our Lord, to ask our Lady to show us the Father. St. Cyril says that for blessedness, it suffices that we should be delivered from all trouble and sorrow. For since the Father is God, he will bless us. For confounding the Jews who deny that thou art the Son of God, referring to our Lord, and more simply, as though it were, instead of all the reasons which thou, O Christ, brings together to console us in our sorrow for thy death, we ask one, that thou wouldst show us the Father. This one will suffice us instead of all the rest. So let us pray today. Let us think about this thing. Let's think about the fact that the image of God is most perfectly encapsulated in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but also that we too are made in the image and likeness of God. And therefore, let us act in that way. Let us have theosis or divinization or becoming like God. So let us pray for that desire. Let us pray for an ever increase in love and desire to be in union with the Father. Time to play the game show Fear and Trembling with prizes at stake this week. Praise be to God, you could win. That phone number to call is 877-757-9424. Call right now. Phone lines are open waiting for your call. To play our game, to have a little fun, to learn something new at 877-757-9424. If you've never played, call right now, 877-757-9424. If it's been at least a month since you last played, call back, 877-757-9424. Are there any basic rules for doing apologetics? 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to make a defense. Always be prepared, Scripture tells us. How can we always be prepared to make a defense of our faith? Rule number one, pray. Pray to the Holy Spirit that He give you the courage to share your faith and the wisdom to choose your words carefully and profitably. Rule number two, you don't have to know everything right now. Learn a little bit more about your faith each and every day. Read Scripture. Read the Catechism. Listen to apologetics tapes. Listen to Catholic radio. Learn a little bit at a time. Rule number three, Luke 5, verse 10. Do not be afraid. Henceforth, you will be catching men. Jesus said this to Peter, but he's also saying it to us. Will you make mistakes and get into tight spots when you start sharing your faith with others? Yes, of course you will. But Peter made mistakes, and he got into tight spots. Yet Jesus told Peter not to be afraid. Why? Because if we are sincere in our desire to share the truth with others, to share Jesus Christ with others, then Jesus will find a way to make good come from even our mistakes. Rule number four, always view a question about your faith or even an attack on your faith as an opportunity, an opportunity to share the truth. Rule number five, don't get frustrated. Catholics often get frustrated by what I call the doctrinal dance. You get asked about purgatory, Mary, the Pope, sacraments, all in rapid fire success. Session. Before you can answer one question, you're asked another, then another. Just keep bringing the discussion back to one topic until you've said all you want to say, then move on. Rule number six, never be afraid to say, I don't know, when asked a question about your faith. Don't try to wing it. However, always follow I don't know with, but I will find out and get back to you, and make sure you do. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. The Catholic trivia game show that helps you work out your salvation 
by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling. The Catholic Trivia Game Show, where we have secrets and agendas. But what we need more than me just telling you all of my secrets is a phone call. We have an open line right now, and if you've never played and you want to play, and it's an easy game to play, call 877-757-9424. Wide open phone lines, so your chance to play our game is pretty good right now. 877-757-9424. That phone number, once again, is 877-757-9424. That's the phone number, so call that and get on the line. We'll play our game. Now, here's the way it works, though. There are secrets and there are agendas behind all of this. We just don't like telling people about our secrets or agendas. Again, 877-757-9424. Number one, we like to teach the faith. So we look for teachable moments in the questions where you might learn something you did not know before. Praise be to God. You might learn something. That's a good thing. We like to have a laugh, and our callers are, in fact, the most awesome callers on planet Earth. It's certifiable. And then, of course, we give out prizes, which makes it a winner for everyone involved. But if you're new, let me explain. I do have three Catholic trivia questions in front of me. But I don't ask the caller the question. They don't need to know a single correct answer and they could still win the game and that's because instead of asking them i will ask rudy i will ask adrian one of which will be correct and the other will be incorrect the caller will then have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision whomst do they trust more rudy or adrian and every correct answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize rudy what could they win Mike has to be on there. Praise be to God. Our sponsor this week is Catholic Gentlemen. You know, a lot of people ask us, Joe, Rudy, what kind of upkeep do you do on your magnificent beer? Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> and look, it's simple. Mm-hmm. The truth is, is yeah. that this isn't even their final form. No. Because if you win this week's prize, mm-hmm. your beard is going to look amazing. Or your loved one's beard. Are you saying mine doesn't already? Well, it's not the final what? form, Joe. Mm-hmm. If you're a Catholic, mm-hmm. if you're a Catholic man who wants to grow in his faith and become a better man, I do. you're going to be in the right place at CatholicGentleman.com. Wow. You'll find posts about manly saints, mm-hmm. dressing sharp, Amazing. marriage, spiritual weapons, and a lot more. Plus, you'll find wow. everything an authentic gentleman, Catholic gentleman, that is, needs to know. Peruse their store. Also, they're generously sponsoring our game show with a tin of their beard balm. Oof. And it smells amazing. Mm. You're going to smell great, and your beard's going to look good. Praise be to God. You've been talking to my <laughs> wife, huh? She's been saying, Rudy, Rudy, help me out here. Joe smells. Okay. <laughs> Not as great as he could with CatholicGentleman.com. Ha! God bless you, CatholicGentleman.com. Thanks for being a, a part of our game show this week. Giving out prizes for our listeners. Uh, let's go to the phones. We did get several calls. If you don't get on today, call back early tomorrow and sit on hold, and we'll get you on. Praise be to God. But let's go to Alaric. Good morning to you. Good morning. Praise be to God, brother. How are you? Doing well. Uh, from yeah. the uh, from the tundra of the north, Nebraska, right? Is that correct? Oh yeah, a little bit. A little so bit. you probably got what? Still four feet of snow up there. I mean, polar bears. What happens in Nebraska? <laughs> 
I, I heard I heard about snow falling the other day. I didn't actually see it. But. <laughs> it's, it's May, <laughs> Alaric. This is you guys should just make this illegal. Just have a vote or something for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Alaric, you're part of our CDT Insider crew. Thanks for hanging out with us today. But you, it's been a long time since you played. Has been a while. <laughs> so uh, happy Easter, by the way. And uh, well, then if it's been a while, then Rudy's the new element for you. Are you ready? Because. Mm-hmm. Can I just share some pro insider tip here? This is like leaked information, so don't share this. Rudy is super tricky. According to the disinformation board, mm-hmm. that's a lie. What? <laughs> that's what that they don't fast. Yeah. Wow. Are you ready, Alaric? I think so. Okay. I'm on your side, Alaric. Let's do this. We're going to start with Tricky Rudy. <laughs> Good morning, Pope to trickiest. You. The trickiest is our tradition here to start with you, so I shall do so. I shall not ignore tradition. Good. Uh, good morning to you, Rudy. Good morning, Joe. Praise be to God. It's good to see you. Uh, no green tie still. No. So I'm starting to still question all of this. But are you ready? I'm ready. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. That sounds confident. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm more ready than the piece of chicken that I cooked yesterday. That was questionable. <laughs> it was questionable. Can you say salmonella? Anyway, <laughs> let's, let's ask this question instead. Uh, Rudy, can you tell me which of these seven capital sins is the inordinate love of one's own excellence of unreasonableness of self-esteem. I, I gotta, I, this is the first time I've read that question, so i got to say that again. <laughs> Which of the seven capital sins is the inordinate love of one's own excellence of unreasonable, unreasonableness of self-esteem? So we're looking for a sin here, I guess. Oh, well, there's nobody more knowledgeable about this than mm. myself. Really? And that happens to be pride. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so pride is Wait your a answer. minute. That sounds bad. Mm, it did. I'm going to be honest with you. That, <laughs> yes. Hang on a minute. The, the, the hashtag truth. Okay. Here we Dang. go. Let's get a second opinion about this. Uh, Adrian, good morning to you. As the most humble person in the world, I am ready for this. True humility, folks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adrian, can you tell me which of the seven capital sins mm. represents the inordinate love of one's own excellence, mm. of one one's own unreasonableness right. of self-esteem? Yes, mm-hmm. that would definitely be sloth. 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 You have to say yeah. it just like that. You have to say sloth. it just like that. Sloth. All right, Alaric, is it sloth? As Adrian says, or is it pride, as Rudy says? What say you, Alaric from Nebraska? I'm proud to say that it's Rudy. <laughs> You're proud <laughs> what? to say. The amount of dish. Wow. I should just like. I don't even want to give it to him. Like, ouch. <laughs> Very prideful of you, Alaric, to be so confident and, and lack humility in your response. As the most humble person on the planet, I resent that. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, you were right, so congratulations. You're in the cup. Praise be to God. All right. Yeah, that's one. We're going to get you in there for two. Uh, this next one, uh, it's, it's a history question, which is my favorite subject, so let's see how this goes. We're going to go with Adrian on this. Uh-oh. Not that Adrian's going to be right. It's just that we're going to start with Adrian on this. I mm-hmm. want to clarify okay. my statement there. Hmm. Don't want to lead to confusion. Adrian. Yes, that's me. You're a history major. And I can certainly identify as one right now. Praise be to God. In what country was the Council of Orleans mm. held? Mm. Orleans. Mm-hmm. Yes, that would be 
France. That's old Orleans, not New Orleans. France, you say? Yep. France. Okay. Fra France. France. Or is it Francais? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's speak to a Frenchman and ask. Hey, uh, Rudy, can oui? you tell me in what country was the Council of Orleans held? Uh, so, you know, people think it's France because of the well, it, it's a bad translation. Mm -hmm. Orleans actually is a bad translation of Orlando, Florida. That's really? where it happened. Yeah, Orlando. it was the first American council. So, oh, America, you say? Yeah. Okay. Well, Alaric? in the Panhandle. Alaric, you got choices. Is it uh, Florida in America, as uh, Rudy seems to suggest, or is it France, as Adrian seems to suggest? 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Alaric, what say you? Oh, man, I'm going to have to go with Adrian on Just this Just got it, right? I mean, like, what <laughs> choice? Oh, man, <laughs> what? Like, if you could choose otherwise, you would, right? I mean... The hands are just tied. Yeah, your hands are tied here. I don't blame you at all, Eric, but uh, well played, sir. And I mean, Florida is such a compelling offer. I am proving my humility right now. But uh, possibly with the Synod of Synods, we might have Could future, be. you know, councils in Do America. we have good bishops in Florida? Uh, no Tammy, let us know. All right. Uh, well, you're in for two. We have, we're running out of time now. We're going to go to the third question, the hardest question of all three, in my opinion. It is easily the hardest question. Hardly the h easiest. Hardest question ever. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm Okay, here we go. We're going to go with the Rudy. Why is he turning backwards? Yes. Uh, Rudy, can you tell me, or rather, would you say for me, or make the sign of the cross in Latin, please? All right, so you're in Mass, and the priest is about to intro Ebo ad altari day, and then he goes, in nomine patris et filii et spiritus sancti, amen. amen. He's got his back to you, by the way. So your answer is, in nomine patris et filii et spiritus sancti. That spiritus. That's exactly what I said. Okay, what he what he said. Adrian, can you make the sign of the cross in Latin for me, please? Yes, it's clearly it's Gloria Patria et Filio et Spiritui Sancto. Uh huh. Obviously, obviously. Uh, Alaric, <laughs> uh, as a Latin expert, is it Adrian's or is it Rudy's version of this? Fifteen seconds on the clock. What say you, Alaric, from Nebraska? I'm going to say that Rudy did not get this backwards. So he's right. <laughs> <laughs> that was an interesting way of saying Adrian is wrong. <laughs> well played, Alaric. Well played, sir. God bless you. God love you. Thanks for having a laugh with us. Thank you all. You're Hopefully you've got a glorious beard that could use some CatholicGentleman.com beard bomb. Because you may win. You'll have to tune in Friday to find <laughs> out. But uh, we're going to put you on hold. Have a great day, Alaric. Enjoy the rest of your beautiful Nebraska day. That's going to do it for the radio side. If you can join us in the after show, we would love to have you. Uh, Robert Spencer is going to come back on to answer your questions directly about Islam. Go to one of our live video feeds on our website, grnonline.com forward slash cdt. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's Facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass.
from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas. Welcome to the Holy Mass at Our Lady of Corpus Christi Chapel. Today we celebrate the feast of Saints Philip and James, the Apostles. The intention for today's Mass is for all of our online viewers and for those joining us through Guadalupe Radio. Sing with all the saints in glory, sing the resurrection song. Death and sorrow, earth's dark story, to the former days belong. All around the clouds are breaking, soon the storms of time shall cease. In God's likeness we awaken, knowing everlasting peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Brothers and sisters, let us call to mind our sins, and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie eleison. Kyrie eleison. Christ eleison. Christ eleison. Kyrie eleison. Glory in excelsis Deo, et in terra pax hominibus, bone voluntatis, laudamus te, menedicimus te, Adoramus te, glorificamus te, gratias agimus tibi, propter maniam gloriam tuam, domine Deus rex celestis, Deus pater omnipotens, Domine Filii Unigenitae, Jesu Christe, Domine Deus Augustei, Filius Patris, Qui tolis peccata mundi, Miserere nobis, quit all this peccata mundi, 
The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to Thomas, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, then you will also know my Father. From now on you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Master, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you for so long a time and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you I do not speak on my own. The Father who dwells in me is doing his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or else believe because of the works themselves. Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do and will do greater ones than these, because I am going to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name I will do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything of me in my name, I will do it. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. And St. Thomas Aquinas speaks of what it means to be in the image of something or someone. He points out that there are two characteristics of an image. Uh, the first is that it has to be generated from one thing to the other. And the second characteristic is that there has to be a resemblance between the two things. In the case of the thing being generated from the other, you could imagine having two white eggs in your hand they may be perfectly like, alike, but they're not one in the image of the other because one egg didn't generate the other. And conversely, in order for something to be, or something that bears a resemblance, it still has to be generated from the other thing. So for example, something may come out of me if I spit on the ground, even though the saliva came from me, you would never say that it is in my image. It's simply something that was generated by me. These are really the two characteristics for an image. It has to be generated from one to the other, and secondly, there has to be a resemblance or a likeness. Now, the more perfect the resemblance is, the more perfect is the image. I suppose we can see very quickly that each of us, in a way, is created or made in the image of our parents. We were generated by our parents. We came from them. And secondly, there is a likeness or a resemblance that each of us in some way resemble our mother and father by our appearances, in some cases stronger or less. In the case of Jesus today, we hear him telling to Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. What Jesus is really referring to there is in his divinity, in his Godhead, Jesus is the eternally begotten Son and he is absolutely the most perfect image of the Father. The Son was eternally generated by the Father. He came from him as a, from a principle, and he is received absolutely everything from his Father, such that the Son possesses everything of the Father, and therefore he is in a perfect likeness to who his Father is. And therefore, when Jesus tells Philip, Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, 
He means it quite literally. Not, of course, that the Father has a bodily form, but that every action, every word that Jesus speaks in his humanity is a resemblance of who God the Father is, of who the divine Godhead truly is. In saying this, of course, to the apostles, what Jesus is going to be pointing to in that Jesus himself becomes the way or the pattern of what Christian life becomes. And therefore, for we Christians, when we are baptized, we are adopted. We become the adopted sons and daughters of God. We are spiritually regenerated. And for us, then, we are called to live in the image of God after the pattern of Jesus Christ, who reveals to us perfectly what it means to be a son of the Father. Today, when we are celebrating the feasts of the apostles, um, Philip and James, for the apostles then, their mission is going to be very clear. They are sent out into the world in the name of Jesus to become like Christ and to continue and carry on the ministry of Jesus to all those whom they meet. In other words, the apostles are called to resemble and be in the image of Jesus, to be in the pattern of the one true Son, the eternal Son of God, and in going out, they are to be his representatives, they are to be his ambassadors, and they are to continue the same ministry that Jesus was sharing with people on earth. They then are to go out and share the same. For us, this is the beauty of the church being built on the cornerstone of the apostles. That from Jesus to the apostles all the way down to our current day, Generation after generation, as we have been baptized into the life of Jesus Christ, are called to go out and live the mission of Jesus. We are called to go out and strive to live after the pattern and model of Jesus Christ by our every thought, word, and deed. And so, my brothers and sisters, as we go forward today, let us give thanks to God for the great gift of the apostles, these men who willingly gave up their lives for Jesus Christ in order to imitate him in order to become images of the very word himself and let us ask for the grace that we too having been baptized would receive the message of the gospel and having received the imprint of God even upon our souls that we would go out to resemble Jesus in our every thought word and deed amen Dear brothers and sisters, filled with paschal joy, let us pray more earnestly to God that he who graciously listened to the prayers and supplications of his beloved Son may now be pleased to look upon us in our loneliness. For the shepherds of our souls, that they may have the strength to govern wisely the flock entrusted to them by the Good Shepherd, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the whole world, that it may truly know the peace given by Christ, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our brothers and sisters who suffer, that their sorrow may be turned to gladness which no one can take from them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our own community, for all those joining us online and through radio, that we may bear witness with great confidence to the resurrection of Christ, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And for those intentions that we hold in our heart, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. 
O God, who know that our life in this present age is subject to suffering and need, hear the desires of those who cry to you and receive the prayers of those who believe in you through Christ our Lord. Amen. Come ye faithful, raise the strain of triumphant gladness. God hath brought his Israel into joy from sadness. Loose from Pharaoh's bitter yoke, Jacob's sons and daughters, led them with unmoistened foot through the Red Sea waters. Tis the spring of souls today, Christ hath burst his prison, and from three days sleep in death, as a sun has risen, all the winters of our sins, long and dark, is flying. From his light to whom we give, Lord, and praise undying. Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Receive, O Lord, the offerings we bring for the feast day of the apostles Philip and James, and bestow on us religion pure and undefiled through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just. Our duty and our salvation. Always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for you, Eternal Shepherd, do not desert your flock, but through the apostles watch over it and protect, and protect it always, so that it may be governed by those you have appointed shepherds to lead it in the name of your Son. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim. Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabaoth, Pleni Sunceli et Terra, Gloria Tua, Hosanna in excelsis, Benedictus, qui venit in nomine Domini, Hosanna in excelsis. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. 
Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. similar way when supper was ended he took the chalice and once more giving thanks he gave it to his disciples saying take this all of you and drink from it for this is the chalice of my blood the blood of the new and eternal covenant which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins do this in memory of me Mystery of faith, save us, Savior of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Michael, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours, forever and ever. Amen. Precepti salutaribis moniti, et divina institutione formati, audemus dicere, Pater noster, qui has in celis, sanctifice tuur nomen tuum, Adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra. Panem nostrum quotidianum, da nobis hodie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris. Et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed liberanos a malo. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope 
and the coming of our Savior Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Agnus Dei, cui tollis peccata mundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, cui tollis peccata mundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, cui tollis peccata mundi, Dona nobis pacem. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, Lord I, I am not worthy, worthy that you should, should enter under, under my roof, but only say, say the, the word, word and my soul shall be healed. An act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. I come with joy to meet my Lord, forgiven, loved, and free. In awe and wonder to recall his life laid down for me. I come with Christians far and near to find as all are fed the new community of love in Christ's communion bread. As Christ breaks bread and feeds us, share each proud division ends. The love that made us makes us one, and strangers now are friends. Let us pray. Purify our minds, we pray, O Lord, by these holy gifts we have received so that contemplating you and your Son, together with the Apostles Philip and James, we may be worthy to possess eternal life through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. 
Regina Celi, Letare, Alleluia. Quia quem meruisti portare, Alleluia. Resurrexit, sicudixit, Alleluia. Ora pro nobis Deum, Alleluia. The Prayer to St. Michael St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruins of souls. Amen. Prayer of Deliverance Almighty God and Father, we beg Thee through the intercession and help of the Archangels, St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel, for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexual we implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship, we implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult, we implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord, amen. Celebrating 2,000 years of truth, this is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Hey, I'm Hallie from St. Edward Youth Group.